Hello everyone, I am Judesca Villan and this is another episode of the Rappler Podcast where we discuss issues and controversies in the Philippines. For today's episode, we will discuss the Supreme Court Directive to release documents related to the drug war killings under President Rodrigo Duterte. Susumite ng Supreme Court ang Office of the Solicitor General ng mga dokumento sa mga petisyong inihain kaugnay sa kampanya laban sa illegal na droga ng pamahalaan. Nangako ang palasyo na susunod sila sa utos ng Korte Suprema na ilabas ang mga dokumento tungkol sa drug war ng administrasyon. What does this all mean to the investigations? Kasama ko ngayon sila police reporter Rambo Talabong and justice reporter Lian Buwan to dissect kung ano ang ibig sabihin ng lahat ng ito. Hi guys, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Judas. Thank you, Judas. So first question, Lian, and can you tell us about this tug of war sa documents uh, which began before this decision by the Supreme Court? And bakit ba nagpetition in the first place yung mga law groups for this access? Ang dami ng tanong na yun. <laughs> ah. Okay, simulan natin sa umpisa, uh, the law groups the Free Legal Assistance Group, yeah. which is FLAG, and the Center for International Law, Center Law, halos magkasabay silang pumunta sa Korte Suprema to ask the Supreme Court to declare as unconstitutional the entire campaign against drugs. So, yung buong pulisiya ng PNP ay gusto nilang ipadeclare as unconstitutional based on many grounds. So, uh-huh. nagkaroon yan ng oral arguments nung 2017, kasama ko si Rambo na nag-cover. Uh, surprisingly, dun sa last day nung, nung oral argument, si Justice Carpio, who we're assuming is the member in charge, kasi traditionally, kung sino yung unang magtatanong sa oral arguments after the Chief Justice, he or she is usually, usually the member in charge. Mm-hmm. So by that, uh, we we're assuming na si Justice Carpio yung member in charge. Nung third day ng oral arguments, bigla niyang sinabi kay Solicitor General Jose Calida na, submit mo sa amin yung mga police reports, uh, all documents related to all these thousands of killings in the war on drugs. Surprising yun para sa mga akin bilang reporter at surprising din para sa mga petitioner kasi if effectively parang grinant na ni Justice Carpe yung isa sa prayer ng mga petition mm-hmm. which is to compel the government to turn over these documents. Eh sabi nga, yun nung nagsinagot nga ng Office of the Solicitor General yung mga petition, sabi nila, hindi namin ibibigay itong mga dokumento kasi this is a fishing expedition. Uh-huh. Parang hindi namin sa inyo ibibigay yan. So, yun. so uh, it was a pleasant surprise for the petitioners. Tapos, on the oral arguments, parang hindi po malag si Solicitor General Kalida. Sabi niya, yes, Your Honor, we will embody that in the memorandum. Pero months later, siguro na-realize ng OSG na, oh, wait lang, parang this is not good for our case. So, nagsimula na silang mag-file ng pleading. So, the first thing they filed was a motion for reconsideration. Kasi after that, Diba parang verbal order lang uh-huh. siya ni Justice Carpio. So the SC Unbank uh, issued uh, a written order na na sinasabing, okay, uh, turn, turn this over. All these documents, give it to us. Nag-motion for reconsideration na si Soljan Kalida na sinasabi niyang, no, we can't give them to you because these are matters of national security. Mm-hmm. Na 
hindi namin pwedeng ibigay sa inyo. There are still uh, in, uh, cases that are still being investigated by the uh, uh, law enforcement, uh, by the police. No? Still yeah, ongoing, ongoing cases. They will know the uh, movements of our operatives. Why give, uh, give away uh, matters that uh, still pertain in the investigation stage? So that lasted... December 2017, ano na ngayon? April 2019. So, one and a half year before the Supreme Court was finally able to compel the government to not only to turn it over to the court, but also to release it to the petitioners. So, parang, uh, in the past, I've also talked to CHR, kasi, diba, as as the CHR, they also investigate these killings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pero, lagi silang nare-reject na request sila for case folders with the PNP. Mm -hmm. uh, bakit ba ayaw ng Duterte government na ilabas itong mga case folders, documents on the war on drugs? Sabi mo nga, sabi ng OSC, this is national, national security. security. Talaga bang national security to Rambo? Okay. So, national security yung lagi nilang sinasabi, di ba, tungkol dito sa issue na to. At uh, covering the police, um, I've encountered three repeating reasons kung mm -hmm. bakit ayaw nilang ishare yung documents. First is gusto nilang protektahan yung kanilang mga informante. Uh -huh. Kasi meron talaga silang pagkukunan ng informasyon na confidential. Kasi kung maintindihan natin yung war against drugs, syempre ito yung makikita natin sa mga operation. At bawat operation, meron silang sources na mm -hmm. ayon sa isa kong informante, meron akong source. Parang sa atin sa journalist, ayaw nilang ilabas yung pangalan ng kanilang mga informante kasi mm -hmm. nakaka... Uh, delikado daw para sa kanilang mga informante. At kung nawala yung informante nila, hindi nila may papagpatuloy yung kanilang war against drugs. Kasunod na yung kanilang mga sikreto puno sa kanilang pag-ooperate. Malalaman ng mga tao kung paano nagbibuild ng evidence ang police, sino yung may kakilalang police dito sa isang station, sa kabilang station, at saka yung mismong proseso kung paano nila hinuhuli ang mga drug suspects. At huli, gusto nilang protektahan ang sarili nila. Kasi naandun sa mga police reports, na, nasa mga dokumentong lahat ng yun, yung pangalan nila, anong mm -hmm. stasyon sila nagtatrabaho. At ang backdrop nito, nakausap natin dati si PNP Chief Bato de la Rosa, dating PNP Chief, at tinanong natin, bakit pa ayaw nyo ilabas? Sabi niya, delikado to para sa mga police niya. Mm -hmm. Kasi ang kalaban nila, mga sindikato. Para kasi sa human rights activists daw, at saka sa mga petitioners, nitingnan sa lente na ito yung mga inosenteng mga tao, drug suspects. Pero sa paningin ng mga police, itong mga runners na to, itong mga drug suspects na to, sila yung mga um, kasama lamang ng mga drug syndicates na mas makapangyarihan at kayang ipapatay yung mga informante at yung mga policemen. And it's, it's sad kasi CHR, uh, government agency rin na dapat nag-investigate din. And pwede lang kaya naman nilang hawakan yung mga information na to. And of course, uh, kung confidential, confidential din. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, before uh, dating police chief si Bato, ay nag-promise siya na bibigyan nila ng case folders ang CHR. Pero mm -hmm. as of last month, wala pang binibigay. And it's been like one year since at Senate probe into this issue, di ba? Mm -hmm. At palagi pumapasok siya yung politika rin ng uh -huh. police. Kasi nga ang police ay nasa ilalim ng executive branch ng government under the president ang laging sinasabi ng mga police chief natin pareho si Bato de la Rosa at yung PNP chief natin ngayon na si Oscar Albayalde na kung humihingi ang Commission on Human Rights ng dokumento kailangan daw nila munang tanungin mismo sa Pangulo kung dapat bang ilabas Pag sinabi ni Presidente na huwag mong ibigay kung ako pang si PNP <laughs> uh, hindi ko rin talaga ibigay But we are ready upon, upon the uh, uh, directive of the president if really 
he will uh, direct us to submit. We are ready to submit this report. The documents are ready. Yes. At makikita nga natin na hindi pa pumapayag ang Pangulo natin na ibigay yung documents at hindi magandang relasyon ng CSR tsaka ng Pangulo. Siguro sundutan ko na lang yun na dun hinihintay ng mga tao na i-assert ng judiciary its independence mm, because uh-oh. the judiciary doesn't need permission from the president. Mm. So matagal nilang hinintay and one and a half year, although some people might say, bakit ang tagal? Some people might say, bakit pinayagan si Soljan Kalida na makapag-file ng parang nakatatlong pleading ata siya sa ano eh, sa and f- to other lawyers, parang ano dyan na parang, dapat the first order, compelled ka na agad eh. You uh-huh. shouldn't have been allowed to file more pleadings. Pero, kinatanggap na lang nila na at least ngayon, ngayon meron na. So yun, if the CHR wasn't able to get it because there was no permission from the President, then now, the Supreme Court has said yes. Mm-hmm. And so, I think, it will just take time to to process the documents at mapupunta na rin naman siguro mga copies na yan in proper hands. Ano na ba situation ng killings ngayon? Uh, what are the latest figures? Okay. Um, sa patayan, makikita natin na may hati tayo kung pinag-uusapan natin ang war against drugs. Meron mga patayan sa labas ng police operation. Walang awang pinagbabaril ng armadong grupo ang isang lalaki sa lungsod ng Makati kaninang umaga. Samantalang isang lalaki po ang napatay sa sakal ng kanyang mismong kapatid sa Malabon. Patay ang isang lalaki matapos pagsasaksakin sa labas ng isang barangay hall sa Santa Ana, Maynila, kagabi. At meron rin mga patayan sa loob ng police operations. Uh-huh. Sa barangay Buhon sa Malolos City, Bulacan, natapos ang buhay ni Alias Bordado, na notorious umanong drug pusher. Nakahandusay at duguan ang bangkay ng tatlong lalaki matapos ang bypass operation ng San Jose del Monte Police sa barangay Santo Cristo. Patayan tatlong lalaki matapos umanong manlaban sa mga polis sa magkakahiwalay na bypass operation sa Tondo at Santa Mesa, Maynila. Sa mga patayan sa labas ng police operations, ito yung sinasabi na vigilante style or kasama na rin dito yung patayan na may love triangle, may mm-hmm. nanaksak sa tabi or merong binaril ng walang dahilan. Ang huling numero na tanggap natin sa police ay 30,000 na ang napatay. Mm-hmm. At ito nga, iba't ibang patay nito. Hindi pa nila na-organize kung ilan yung drug-related at hindi drug-related. Pero ayon sa nakaraang data ng ating nakalap, 10% dito yung napapatunayan ng drug-related at 45% yung non-drug-related and 45%, this is a big number, 45%, to be determined. Hindi pa nila talaga alam. Hindi pa nila alam kung drug-related or hindi. Tapos, sa police operations naman, so punta tayo dito sa mga operasyon uh-huh. lang na nasa ilalim ng war against drugs, ayon sa PIDEA, kakakuha lang natin ng mga numero kanina-kanina, 5,281 na ang napatay. Simula nang umupo si Pangulong Duterte noong July 2016 up until today. All An- of that are from police operations. Lahat ito ay sa police operations state actors, meron din PIDEA, pero karamihan talaga dito, police. Okay. Tapos, 176,000 plus ang naaresto. Uh, lahat-lahat ng mga operations, 123,000 na. Okay. And, of course, we need to investigate the killings, kahit na... Of course. Uh, kahit na sabihin na nanlaban nito. Kasi sabi nga, CHR, dapat i-prove sa court yung nanlaban aspect ng mga, ng excuse ng police. Kamusta na ba investigations? May na-prosecute ba or even convict? Okay, so ang laging binibida ng gobyerno na na-convict nila is yung kay Kian de los Santos. Howie uh-huh. Cara, guilty beyond the reasonable doubt nga ang uh, naging hatol ni Kaluokan RTC Branch 125, Judge Rodolfo Azucena. Yes, uh, Rafi, guilty beyond reasonable doubt. Guilty! 
Yan ang hatol ng RTC Branch 125 sa tatlong pulis kalookan sa kasong murder ng 17 anyos na si Kian Lloyd de los Santos. This was last year, the Caloocan Regional Trial Court convicted three policemen, local Caloocan policemen, of murder for killing Kian. So yun yung lagi nilang binibida na, look, we're doing our jobs, the courts are doing its job. Pero sabi nga ng isang nakausap kong human rights lawyer, Kian is but a speck in the statistic. ba diba? Kung sa ano pa nga lang eh, deaths in police operations, 5,000. Kian is just one of the... 5,000. Tapos i-point ko lang yung parang nuance nung decision kay Kian. Uh-huh. Kasi meron ding complaint for planting of evidence. Uh-huh. Kasi di ba nah- nah- nahanapan si Kian ng barel and shabu. So parang, pero dinismiss yun nung judge sa Kaloocan. So, ano na lang, um, kinonvict lang sila for murder. Kasi uh-huh. there was an act of murder. You you pulled the trigger and the, the judge found na hindi naman nanlaban yung bata. Pero what human rights lawyer would have want to see is for the court to tackle or to resolve kung legal ba yung conduct ng police in the first place. Mm, okay. Was it a legal operation? Si Kian ba ay talagang drug suspect? Kasi baka naman pinatay lang ng wala, hinugot, kumbaga hinugot sa hangin. Mm-hmm. Yung ganun, pero hindi yun pinas upon ng court. Mm-hmm. Segway ako sa bagong resolution ng Office of the Ombudsman. Mm-hmm. Ito yung um, epileptic si Justin Lopez uh, sa Manila naman to. So, Ombudsman Sam Huarteres has found probable cause to indict a Manila policeman of murder. Mm-hmm. Tapos, he ordered a new set of investigation dun sa aspect ng was the police conduct legal. Mm-hmm. Kasi yung ebidensya dito ng National Union of People's Lawyers, nung, nung pinursu ng police si Justin, sabi nila, ah kasi wanted yan for murder. Mm-hmm. Yun yung unang-una nalang police document na final. And then, post-operation, sabi nila, ah hindi, drug by basto. Tapos, isa pang police report na nahanap ng NUPL, yung mga wanted for the killing of that person, hindi naman kasama si Justin. Mm. So parang gustong i-exhibit ng NUPL na, saan nyo ba pinaghuhugot tong pangalan ng mga batang pinupursu nyo? So, that's where, that's why the documents are crucial. Kasi para malaman na, is the police war on drugs, campaign against drugs, operating in a legal manner, yes. <laughs> in a fully documented manner. Yes, and dun sa investigations nga ulit, makikita natin as discussed by Lian, we're seeing cases that are investigated, but these appear to be the exceptions rather than the rule. At kung ahatiin natin yung mismong investigation sa, yun nga ulit, sa mga patayan sa labas at patayan sa loob ng police operations, sa loob ng operations, wala naman talagang criminal investigation na nangyayari kasi ang binibida rin ng police, presumption of regularity. Na lahat ng kanilang ginagawa ay regular para to sa batas, para to sa kabutihan ng mga Pilipino at para din sa proteksyon nila. Pero sa labas naman ng mga patayan, atin itong tinrabaho, di ba, Jonas at Chakalian, na pinukos natin sa Maynila na 1,000 plus yung drug-related killings. Pero, ang nasosolve pa lang ay 300 plus. So, by th- solved, the police mean may na-identify na silang isang suspect lang. Pero hindi pa nila nahuhuli. So, yun yung estado. And that's coming from the police side. Okay, to, just to explain yung sistema, how do you file a complaint? Kung ikaw yung aggrieved person, like kunyari, pamilya ka nang napatay. Uh-huh. If you ha- kung kaya mong mag-abogado, pwede kang dumiretso sa piskal kung kaya mo. Pero kung hindi mo kaya, and this is usually what happens, pupunta ka muna sa police 
tama na sa NBI and then the police filed a complaint on your behalf sa mga piskal and then yung piskal na yung magpo-prosecute and then yung piskal na yung magkakaso sa korte at pag nakarating na sa korte that's already a case of prosecution it's already the government prosecuting its case for you so tinanong natin ang Department of Justice ilan po yung prosecute nyo simula nung nagsimula ang campaign against drugs ito may caveat lang kasi hindi pa nila binibigay yung numbers from Manila Quezon City and Taguig And we all know Manila and Quezon City, medyo maraming patayan dito. Pero excluding those nationwide, from July 2016 to August 2018, the DOJ has prosecuted only 76 cases of killings out of... Over 5,000 killings. Of over... Of, oh, hindi, hindi lang 5,000. Of everyone. All everything, the numbers. Yeah, all, yeah. All, <laughs> of everything. 76. So kahit pa sabihin natin, sige... Sabi natin, okay, siguro may na-prosecute kayong 500 sa Manila, 500 mm-hmm. sa Quezon City. That's still sobrang konte, Sobrang konte. And worrying numbers yan kasi what, is, what are the justices, justices or justice system doing regarding this? And yun ang gusto natin, gusto, yun ang, ang laging sinasabi ng government. Like, they're investigating everything. Pero the numbers do not s- say so. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sige, yun yung na-mention mo kanina na itong paglabas ng documents, importante siya kasi na Uh, tulad ng ginawa ng NUPL na they establish kung ano yung nangyari talaga. Mm. Uh, siguro, how will this really benefit both the victims and of course the Duterte administration? Bakit kailangan natin compel na maglabas ang Duterte government ng mga documents na to? Well, the, I think yung pinaka main reason why these documents are needed is precisely to prove that the campaign against drugs is a legal or a doc- well-documented mm policy. How it would benefit the Duterte government, I think they know that it would not benefit okay. them. Kaya nga sobrang pinigilan ni Soljen Kalida yung, yung paglabas. And natatandaan ko merong isang resolution ng Supreme Court in the middle of all this litigation. Sabi ng Supreme Court, actually, at this level, prove nyo nga munang they exist eh. Mm-hmm. Parang may ganun. So parang prove nyo lang muna na It exists. Prove that, uh, siguro Rambo can help me here, prove that you complied mm-hmm. with everything. Ano ba yung mga kailangang mm-hmm. report na fina-file bago mag-operation? Mm-hmm. So, how this will benefit, babalikan ko yun na sa tingin naman ng police, kung inilabas ng mga dokumentong to, ito na magpapatunay na talagang ginagawa nila ang trabaho nila. So, confident, tinanong natin si PNP Chief Albayal, sa tingin nyo ba maayos itong pagpapalabas ng dokumentong to? Sa tingin niya, okay lang kasi ginawa naman daw nila yung trabaho nila and the documents will speak for them. What I'm confident of is yung during our time, even until now, yung mga sinasabing mga police operations na are all being investigated, even yung mga sinasabi ng death under investigation. He's confident about that. And these documents will span even before the police operations up to after the police operations. So when we talk about 20,000 cases, I suspect na hindi lang sa 20,000 documents. Yeah. Kasi meron din talagang pre-operation, during operation, post-operation, and then there are also lab reports, there are oh. also autopsies, there are also ballistics examinations to show how the bullet entered the drug suspect, how it exited, and these documents would be crucial to establish kung regular ba talaga, and they would be crucial to to investigate whether all operations are regular. Pero ayun uh, nga nakita natin na sobrang importante ng transparency sa and we all know mm-hmm. nang hirap i-push talaga nitong transparency under this administration yes. even mm-hmm. beyond the war on drugs sa other aspects. Uh, bakit pero bakit kailangan pa tayong mag-push for transparency? Bakit we should not falter in our request? Because for, people have died yeah. and uh, uh, they left living relatives who need justice. Minsan nga parang wanting justice is 
too much of a dream na may mm-hmm. ma-convict, na mabigyan ka ng mustisya. Sometimes there, in, there is justice in just telling the story. Mm-hmm. There is justice in just finding out details na hindi ayaw ibig, na ipinagkakait sa'yo ng gobyerno. Ganyan. So, some, so we should not falter in our fight for transparency because that's what they deserve. All those who died and all the living that they left behind dito sa earth, they deserve transparency. They deserve to know what happened. Para sa gobyerno naman, ito yung one-way ticket din nila para patunayan na malinis yung ginagawa nila. Uh-huh. Eh. Kasi hindi lang to pag-amin na nagkamali kami, pero pagpapakita na talagang maayos yung kanilang ginagawa. At napakalaking bagay nito para sa kapulisan kasi sila nga yung ating organisasyon na tinitingnan to serve and protect the people. Paano kung tinatago nila yung kanilang pagkakamali? At sila dapat yung pinapaniwalaan natin na tayo ginagawang secure bago tayo matulog. Uh-huh. Pero paano kung sila mismo, ang ating mga protector, ang umaabuso nitong ating tiwala? Kailangan nating malaman yun. Saan tayo tatakbo kung ganun sila, diba? Mm-hmm. On that note, we really need to understand the importance of transparency in the quest for justice for the victims. Hopefully, the release of this document signals a positive development in this aspect. Uh, thank you so much, Lian and Rambo, for joining me today. Thank you, Judes. Salamat, Judes. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, please visit Rappler.com if you want to follow this issue. And once again, I'm Judes Gavilan. Thank you for joining us.